Welcome to the Alberta Health Services Strategic Clinical Networks podcast. In this episode, Tracy Wasilik and Braden Manns talk about SCN priorities and initiatives, updates to the website, key pandemic response accomplishments, and also address working from home and returning to the office, as well as the COVID playbook. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the December SCN Leadership Podcast. It's Braden Manns, the medical lead of the SCNs, and I'm virtually accompanied by Tracy Wasilik. Tracy? Hi, everybody. Uh, thank you for joining us today. We're pleased to bring you some updates and virtually connect in advance of the holiday season. This year, like last, has gone by very fast. For obvious reasons, it's been another busy year for AHS and the network. We want to take this time to say thanks to all of you for your efforts to support both daily operations and managing COVID and many of the regular duties that you have as SCNs. We know many of you were seconded to support frontline care, COVID protocols, policies, and other duties as necessary. And we just wanted to say thanks so much for all of these efforts. We've heard great things from operations and our executive leadership team, of, and they're very appreciative of everything uh, you have been involved in. And we would also like to take this chance to say very warm welcome to all of our new staff who have joined the SCN family since the last podcast. I wanted to start today by giving you a review um, or an update of the government review of AHS. As many of you know, there were several initiatives that were meant to improve health system efficiency, and those were paused due to the, co the needs of the COVID response. Despite this, some of the team has been working in the background so that when the COVID pressures settle, we could um, uh, re reinvigorate this work. One of the major initiatives the SCNs have been supporting is around efficiency improvements in the acute care sector. We have been looking at opportunities to improve evidence-based interventions that will reduce the use of hospital beds, and specifically ALOS, ELOS, and ALC days, which means alternate level of care days, and improve patient flow across the acute care system. We've created foundational evidence-based bundles of care that we will be testing in two centers in Alberta, the Royal Alexander Hospital and the P Peter Lougheed site. Um, their leadership and teams are keen to test these bundles for us so that we can evaluate their effectiveness, gain a better understanding of implementation barriers and facilitators, and in doing so, it can help us inform spread and scale to the other largest 12 acute care hospitals across the province. One of the exciting uh, parts of this implementation is the introduction of some audit and feedback mechanisms for clinicians and their teams, so they get a better understanding of how their clinical decisions impact quality and improve patient flow. So we're really, we're really excited about it. This work is a fantastic collaboration with the SCNs, the collaborative care team, our operational partners, and many of the other provincial teams who are keen to see improved care across the continuum. And then finally, on the AHS review front, we did want to say that uh, uh, Recommendation 51, uh, which was uh, a review of the mandate scope and number of SCNs, has officially been signed off by both AHS and Alberta Health. And we really want to thank all of the FCNs and provincial uh, integrated program teams for supporting our efforts to complete this work. 
We have resumed our regular meetings with Alberta Health. We have um, now a, a new improved uh, roles and responsibilities document that has been implemented for our policy advisors, our AH divisions, and our operational partners. The provincial integrated programs are pulling together a summary of their reorganized structures, and we will be sharing these with both operations and Alberta Health staff in the new year. Braden, I'm wondering if you can uh, tell us a little bit about Prius. For sure. Prius 7 will be getting back on track in 2022. As people may know already, Prius 7 is going to be focused on digital health, which we're defining as the application of technologies to support the delivery of innovative care models that empower patients, families, and their healthcare teams to improve quality of care. Technologies include virtual care, mobile health applications, big data analytics, connected devices, sensors and wearables, for instance. It will launch in January of 2022, and letters of interest are due in March. The letters of interest that are selected to go to full-stage application will be notified in April, and final adjudication of full proposals will occur in November, with dollars flowing in early 2023. Big thanks to our partner in Alberta Innovates and to Barbara Hughes, Jayden Patel, and Nancy Fraser for helping lead this work in the Prius Working Group. Please reach out to one of them or to your leadership team if you have any Prius-specific questions. Tracy, over to you for an update on the website. Thanks, Braden. Yeah, the website is coming along really nicely. There's been a lot of behind-the-scenes work happening through the fall um, and since the last update that we provided. Site migration is complete for four FCNs. That includes medicine, uh, neurosciences, rehab and vision, emergency, and digestive health. There is progress on the revisions um, for both cardiovascular health and stroke and diabetes, obesity, and nutrition. And it, uh, the goal is to launch those by the end of December. The third group will begin in the new year. And while the, the team's a little behind schedule, partially because of the availability of staff and also some of the demands um, and workflows that it takes to uh, make the revisions, uh, we will be getting started, though, in the new year. There are several changes that you'll notice when you're um, on the website. We, we've done some updates to the PAN-SEN content, including the recorded webinars for all six sessions of the Health Economics Learning Series, Sessions 1 and 2 of the Connect Care Learning Series. So if you weren't able to see those, you may want to go and watch them on the web. We've also updated the SCN Quick Facts that really um, reflects the current configuration and changes that we saw in Recommendation 51. Um, we're going to be putting the Prius 7 work up on the web so for easy access, and we're going to do some improved linkages between the SCN landing page to the PAN-SCN work. So we're excited to see that all happening. We've had a lot of really positive feedback from people uh, about the website, and, and we want to thank all the SCNs for your time and attention to this important work. And we particularly want to call out Allison Strilchuk and Corey Chernisky for all of their work, uh, along with our SCN managers who have been doing a lot of behind-the-scenes coordination um, and efforts to uh, get this work complete. So, Braden, anything new on COVID or some of the things that the teams have been working on with COVID that you want to share? Thanks, Tracy. I think we know that all of the SCNs have contributed to the pandemic response, but we know that some of your SCNs have been drawn into the response more than others. 
There's been a huge range of support across the SCNs, really too numerous to list, but I do want to call out the patient and family advisors who worked with a few of our SCNs to develop public campaigns to bring some patients back into the system who were maybe not using the system as much as they should have during COVID. We know all of you have contributed to the pandemic effort in one way or another, whether it's continuing your SCN-specific initiatives or being reemployed to other parts of the organization or maybe even to the front line. But regardless of the role you've played, it's been appreciated by us and we know also by the executive leadership team and our AHS operational partners. We know the fourth wave has been particularly trying and we thank you for your patience and persistence and commitments to supporting Albertans who need care. I was asked to talk about whether there's an end in sight and, and certainly there's an end in sight at some point, but we don't have the ability to forecast what's going to happen in 2022. And I'd love to say we aren't going to experience a fifth wave, but I think we'd all be naive to think that 2022 will progress with no bumps where COVID's concerned. We just need to all take our breaks where we can, hopefully over the holidays. We need to be flexible to change. Isn't that what the networks are about? And we need to try not to worry about what isn't within our locus of control. I, I know at times we've all been frustrated and that COVID has sown so much division in society. So let's stay positive and support each other in 2022. Tracy, back to you on what the office life looks like in 2022. Yeah, thanks, Braden. It's hard to believe that we've been working remotely for 21 months. I know all of you have had to be creative to make sure we're staying connected as colleagues and teams. And uh, just last week, a return to work playbook um, was uh, published and submitted to the senior leaders so that we can start to think about um, a, a return to work strategy in 2022. Uh, early days with the, with the playbook, uh, I think the first step is going to be gathering your preferences. And so with, you can be sure that within the next couple of weeks, your leaders will be reaching out to you uh, to try and determine what those preferences are with the idea of getting a fulsome plan in the early 2022. And I think maybe implementing that sometime after March uh March 31st, 2022. But stay tuned because uh, more to be coming on that front in the coming weeks. So with that, we know how hard all of you have worked and how much time you've put in this year to make our organization successful. We really hope that each and every one of you takes some time away over the holiday season to spend with loved ones and to rest and to rejuvenate. In spite of the chaos and uncertainty this year, there are still many things to be thankful for. I know I'm thankful that I'm surrounded by talented and skilled people across the network who always aspire to produce great work for our organization. You keep me motivated and keen to always be better. I'm also very grateful for my family and friends who bring balance and caring to my life. Braden, over to you. Thanks, Tracy. I'm thankful for a new COVID puppy that entered our lives this year. Doug is his name. He has certainly changed what our lives look like on a daily basis. I grew up on a farm and I never thought I'd be using doggy daycare intermittently. I'm also thankful for many great mountain bike rides in 2021 with my brother and a group of guys that meet together each week. I'm thankful we were able to continue this activity in a COVID safe way during the pandemic. And I'm also thankful to each of you that I've been blessed to work with. On behalf of Tracy and I, happy holidays to everyone in the SCN family. Please take advantage of the joy of the season and safe travels to all if you are venturing out on the roads. Bye for now, stay safe, 
and see you in 2022. You have been listening to the Alberta Health Services Strategic Clinical Network podcast. If you have comments or suggestions, please send them to mikey.mork at ahs.ca. That's M-I-K-I-E dot M-O-R-K at ahs.ca. Thanks for listening.